Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Howdy, everyone. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. And on the astrological horizon, actually happening now this week is Mars catching up with Venus, approaching an exact conjunction come around February 14th. So happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate. And when looking at Mars and Venus co-joining, the conjunction is happening in Capricorn. So there's been a lot of Capricorn energy and there continues to be. What house in your personal natal chart does Capricorn represent? This is the house that Mars and Venus conjunction will occur for you. And at this point, this moment, Mars is in a better position, or let's say happier than Venus in the sign of Capricorn. But also Venus is still moving fairly slow, coming off its retrograde period and having direct contact in conjunction with Pluto. Still, at its best case scenario, a Venus-Mars conjunction can mean catalyzing or stimulating energy affecting that Venus in Capricorn. If Venus signifies what we desire, or we read it personally that way, Mars could actually catalyze realization of what it is we desire and give it some vital energy to pursue it or get it done. Another way to read Mars-Venus conjunctions, if we look at Venus as our relationships or loves, Mars can spice up or irritate and heat up a situation that has already been brewing, especially since the Venus retrograde the last month or so. If you think about your important relationships or love life, what's been happening in the last month? Who or what have you revisited or reconsidered during this time? This Mars conjunction could highlight or even exacerbate the situation with your loved one or ones. As a psychological astrologer, I lean to reading the planets and interplanet transits as interpersonal or psychic opportunities, or archetypal energy to work with or balance interiorly. Venus and Mars most basically could also speak to an opportunity to balance our inner receptive and action-oriented selves. Or if we think of that in the binary or the old way, kind of the masculine feminine principles, this conjunction with Mars being stronger at the moment, we may recognize the Martian principle feeling stronger or having the upper hand. One of the other things happening this week is that Mercury is gaining speed after having come out of its retrograde. Today, Mercury is at 26 degrees Capricorn and will be exiting this sign soon, hopping over to Aquarius for the rest of the month. This is all in good timing, too, as this week I'll be exploring communication through the lens of Mercury and Aquarius. Mercury and Aquarius may appreciate the deeper motivation of this whole podcast series on Mercury, which is to lift up and highlight elemental differences in our communicative and cognitive processing so that we may learn to better understand ourselves and each other, both interpersonally and objectively. A detached perspective is necessary to take in a wide variety of differences. 
This is the gift of an ability or propensity to back up and think objectively from a bird's eye or detached point of view. Some of our greatest philosophies and revolutionary words have come from this broad ability to take all or much of humanity into account. What is good for us as humans, as a group, as a society, the world as a collective, and where do we go from here? If you have Mercury in Aquarius, you might be familiar with big picture thought, the way things could be, new structures, horizons, ideals, and humanity as a whole. As I mentioned in my last episode on communication from a Mercury and Libra point of view, Mercury and an air element is the most human and civilized of all the elemental Mercuries. All air signs are symbolized by human elements, Gemini, the twins, Libra, the balancing scales, Aquarius, the water bearer. Notice that our air signs have no animalistic symbology left over. A Mercury and air is predisposed to this kind of communication, thinking, and listening, predisposed to elements of humanity, relations, and collectivity. If you think about air as an element, it is movable and shared. It is communal. It travels swiftly and has far-reaching capabilities. Its invisible seeds are dispersed through air like messages delivered. Elementally, air represents mentality and rationality. It's about ideas, communication, talking to talk. Air is also detached and functions best this way. Of course, arguments could be made due to the power of harnessing and containing wind for wind-generating energy. That's one way that wind can be structured. But for the most part, air likes movement. It likes to move here and there, uncontained, and prefers to stay out of the ruts, the mess, and the mud of a more primitive or messy life. If water represented the depth of emotion, air represents mentality, and if fire represents direct intuitive knowing, air represents rational processing. And if earth represents sensuality, air represents detachment. If you think for a moment about the qualities of air from the description and conjure those impressions into an archetypal being or a mythic character, what would they look like? If you know anything about mercurial energy as an archetype, you might see some of the similar overlaps. Mercury, as mythologized through the Greek god Hermes, is known as the winged foot messenger, one who delivers messages impartially, quickly, by traveling through the heavens, the air. There are other stories, too, about Hermes that have to do with their attributes of skillfulness, trickery, and non-binary ways of being. But even in this short introduction, we can imagine that if Hermes or Mercury were to put on an elemental coat, they would feel all right about the air element. Mercury can travel through air, in contrast to water, or rather differently than water, which we'll look at next week. Each of the three air-based signs will refine the basic air qualities through their modality. Mutable air, as expressed through Gemini, is a movable, changeable, communicative, communal, 
energy that is quick, flexible, busy, and skillful. Cardinal air, as expressed through Libra, is an initiating balancing and multifaceted communal energy that is centered in ideals, harmony, fairness, and right action, including justice. Fixed air, as expressed through Aquarius, is a structuring, innovative, and global energy that centers in big humanitarian, scientific, or philosophical perspectives. Let's dive a bit deeper into Mercury in Aquarius. One of the myths directly correlated with Aquarius, or the journey of the Aquarian principle, is that of Prometheus. The meaning of the name Prometheus is foresight, or forethinker. For those of you who know the myth, what is Prometheus most known for? Stealing fire from the gods and giving it to humans. Prometheus was a titan, a son of one of the sons of Cronus, who perpetuated the mythic storyline of revolt or rebelling against the father. In his case, he stole fire to benefit and give to mankind. In one sense, we can already see some of the Aquarian themes here. Humanitarianism, a global perspective, innovative principle, rebellion, and visionary. Well, in the story, this stealing angered Zeus, technically an uncle-type figure to Prometheus, and his punishment was to be chained to a rock for eternity, while each day an eagle would come down and peck out his liver. And each day the liver would grow back, and this would happen again and again. In those times, the liver had to do with representing emotion. And so we might loosely relate this kind of festering feeling or emotional state as what we might consider guilt. You ever had that kind of gnawing feeling at your liver? Back to Mercury in Aquarius. Well, how does this apply? If we consider Mercury to represent thinking style, communication, and mental processing, we may conclude that a Mercury in Aquarius may have foresight, big picture, rational abilities, innovative thinking styles, maybe even an outside-the-box kind of thinking or speaking. A Mercury in Aquarius may have preference to process in a detached kind of way and like to learn through logic and ideas. It may have a leading edge ability to think technologically or in numbers or even be able to think abstractly or think into the future. We might find Aquarian Mercuries working in the world as teachers, inventors, scientists, philosophers, and places where big picture detached thinking style can be of use and service. The symbol for Aquarius, the zodiacal symbol or image, is the water bearer. And for many of us, we don't have day-to-day -day relationship with a water bearer figure. Their role primarily was to carry and deliver water to people, to humanity, from nearby water sources, streams, and wells. Part of a water bearer's job inevitably called for sturdiness and balance, perhaps indicated by the endurance of the fixed modality of Aquarius, but also the ability to carry water without spilling it, dropping it, or themselves being inundated by the element. 
If we expand the metaphor elementally and think about water as emotions, we can see the water bearer is one who carries and transmits the water without themselves partaking or being touched by it. In other words, detached from the element. We might say an Aquarian Mercury may bring ideas and elements that hydrate or even emotionally catalyze humanity, which may even affect individuals emotionally. And that Mercury and Aquarius may have none of the personal emotional investment or understanding in any of it. The gift, foresight, innovation, hydrating humanity. The challenge, not quite feeling connected with the direct one-to-one emotional reality of each individual human. Every Mercury has gifts and challenges, and for many of us, knowing where to best use our gifts can be wonderful, and it can also teach us how to be humble in our limitations, and it's a way we can recognize other people's gifts and challenges alike. Now, if I've been talking here and you have a Mercury in Aquarius and none of this relates to you or resonates, check in with your natal chart and notice the aspects that are being made to your personal Mercury in Aquarius. One of the aspects of Mercury as an archetype is that it tends to take on the shades and the hues of whatever it is that's around it. It's malleable, it's adaptable. And in this episode, we're talking about Mercury in Aquarius as just a pure Mercury in Aquarius. So we all know that each of our planets are touching other planets within our natal chart. So you might look at your natal chart and see if your Mercury is close with a planet like Saturn or has an aspect to Saturn or Pluto, um, Neptune. And really any planet that's touching your Mercury is going to have a cooperative or relationship effect on it. So in this last section here, I'd like to talk about listening from a Mercury and Aquarius viewpoint. In one sense, I think an Aquarian Mercury is gifted in listening and learning logically, scientifically, mathematically, and in visionary ways. Being able to listen and learn globally is a gift. It's often this kind of hearing that changes the world, that brings needed change to organizations, institutions, hospitals, and schools. And with that fixed nature of uh, an Aquarian principle or Mercury and Aquarius, there's also endurance to be able to stick in some of these places that require long-term thinking. A Mercury in Aquarius has the vision and endurance to continue to keep listening and to see through this kind of radical restructuring. But when it comes to one-to-one, heart-to-hearts, Someone coming directly up to you, to your Mercury and Aquarius, and speaking what's on their hearts, and wondering then how do you individually feel about that? That is where a pure Mercury and Aquarius will take a pause, because these are two areas that are outside the general gifted territories of a Mercury and Aquarius. One-to-one listening of mundane emotional conversation may be approached or listened to rationally. In a rational perspective, when we are listening to emotions or experiencing them, 
may either come off as you trying to figure out how to solve the problem, or you might just digest that information like an idea, rationalize it. This phenomenon of computing and understanding individual emotional expression may seem almost like something to study, so emotions as a phenomenon. The mercury may even feel detached from the actual scenario itself. When it comes to listening, it can go a long way to mirror back to an individual what they have said emotionally. If you have a challenging time accessing what you feel or understanding emotions, sticking with the individual in the moment may mean listening and learning how to say things like, I can see you are hurting, or that must be difficult. There are ways to listen and stay with someone personally without catapulting or dissociating into the world of ideas and the rational realm. And remember, others may perceive the way you view the world as innovative and brilliant. Just make sure to balance that with cultivating the ability to stay emotionally available to your loved one and perhaps importantly to yourself. You may find a route into this through the rest of your chart by embracing your moon and what you need to feel emotionally nourished and your sun self, that part of our chart that speaks to our personal individual journey, at least the way I read it. And pay attention to all your fiery, selfish friends who are so good at thinking of themselves. Learn from individuality so that your global perspective can take into account that we are a group, but also we are each individuals, and we are feeling, thinking, and complex, singular humans. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.